Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this is our first episode of 2022. That's right, it is. Happy New Year everybody. Happy New Year indeed and thank you so much for all your support in 2021. We're looking forward to a lot of episodes coming at you this year. Yeah, your support keeps us going. Definitely does. So this episode is going to be on tips for change, hope, and happiness in 2022. Ah, the trifecta. That's right. It's what we all need going forward. And I want to start this one straight off with the quote that inspired this episode. It's by Anne Frank, and it is, What a wonderful thought it is that some of the best days of our lives haven't even happened yet. That's right. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I think that's a great way to look toward the future. And I'll dive straight into some of the tips that I have. And the first one is just to look for meaning in the most challenging moments. And I think with the ongoing pandemic, this is definitely a challenging moment. Oh, yeah. And by moment, I mean years for humanity. Absolutely. It's, it's been quite a ride for a lot of people, for everyone, but for some people more so than others. And so some of these tips I got from, again, from some TED Talk speakers and just a variety of sources that I'll sort of go through as we go along. But This first one is uh, referenced by writer Andrew Solomon, and he just gives the advice that you need to take traumas and make them part of who you've come to be. You need to fold some of the worst events of your life into a narrative of triumph, evincing a better self in response to the things that hurt. I think that's definitely true when I look back at negative events or different traumas that I've undergone in my life. I can see something positive that has come out of each and every one of them and I think that's what you need to focus on. No matter what you're facing in life you always end up learning something, coming out with something. Yes. I mean with the pandemic a lot of us will say that resilience has perhaps become an overused word in terms of developing resilience and patience but I think for me it's given me just a sense of gratitude for mm-hmm. the you know the things that are really important in life and caring for community and being close to family opportunities to attend events and gatherings things that you know we'll, we'll be able to do once again in the future but I think having a, a gratefulness for those things is something I've taken away from the pandemic that's right and I thought I find that whenever you go through something pretty uh, trying in life that's something that really challenges you in a big way. Uh, the moment you decide to absorb some of some of that hurt, some of that, the, like the way it makes you feel, the quicker you can get over it. It seems like you, it, once you, instead of pushing it all away and like not really facing it, if you face it and you let some of it absorb into your everyday life, it's easier to get over. I agree. I think sometimes see life as a salad where everything is in it, and you got to eat everything. Do you know what I mean by that? I feel like you've been using that sense? salad metaphor. Did I? Did point? I use that in other podcasts? I don't well, no. Oh, just no, I'm repeating lot, myself. Just a lot in life recently. It's oh, not yeah. a bad one. I like it. Mm. I like salads. We salads have to eat of more all salad. kinds. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's our... Eat more salad. That's a... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> James Clear is uh, the author of Atomic Habits, and I sign up for his 321 email every... It comes out every Thursday. And it just gives different little bits of advice and things to ponder. And the one he had just going into the new year was to reflect on the year that's passed and 
ask yourself, what is the one lesson you learned or relearned this mm. year? And I just thought that was an interesting question to ponder. So listeners, I, you know, maybe that's something you want to look at when you're reflecting on 2021. What is something that you may have learned? And if you're interested in Atomic Habits, it's a great book. We actually did a whole episode on it. And really, if you're doing New Year's resolutions, it's just a great way to get some tips and how to stick with them and how to make them stick because that doesn't always happen with New Year's resolutions. So that's episode 46. It's funny because one of my resolutions from last year was to do more art and I I actually followed through with that and actually did a lot more and it stuck. So that's good. Yeah. What must have been that episode? It's actually one of our most downloaded episodes. It's probably a pretty popular book. It is. Atomic, what is it called again? Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check out the book. But if you don't have time to read the book, then you can listen to a 30-minute episode of InfoQuench. Yeah, we cover it all. You don't even <laughs> have to read the book. Give Just send us like a portion of the book sale. No, I'm just joking. Don't do that. <laughs> Another person I often reference is Tim Ferriss, and I get his Five Bullet Friday emails. Those are, are the only two weekly emails I get are, are uh, James Clear and Tim You are Tim a Ferris. huge fan of Tim Ferriss. I am. You're on the Ferriss wheel. Uh, oh, that wasn't even something you planned ahead of time, no, was, was it? No, that was a good one. Or did you have that one in your back pocket? I had it episodes? in my back pocket for like a sentence before. Oh, okay. You know, it was a quick, quick draw. Okay. But yeah. Well, I'll give you credit, credit for the wit on that one. Thank you. He, you know, I, I think the reason I like Tim Ferriss is his stuff is always so well-researched and I appreciate that. Like he really does put the time into what he puts together, whether it's blog posts, his podcasts, his books, you know. It's what he does though, isn't it? Isn't that what he does? Isn't, is that his like main income is doing these podcasts? Well, yes. But there stuff. are that's people good. who that's their main income and, and they don't really put a lot of <laughs> a that's lot, true. the same level of uh, work and detail into it. His recommendation was not really to do New Year's resolutions. What he does is a past year review. Okay. And so what that involves is just taking, you know, half hour to an hour and looking back at your year that's gone by and saying, what were the things that you really enjoyed about that year? You oh, know, yeah. Who were the people that you enjoyed being around? What stuck out to you in terms of great memories, uh, places that you visited, things that you did. If you need to remind yourself and you happen to have a calendar, you can sort of use that to jog your memory and and look back on that. And the idea behind this is to then go forward into the next year and recreate more of that positive. That's a really good idea because it is learning what or relearning what you already learned. That's pretty much goes back to that, right? It does. Because it, it really is amazing when you can replicate good memories because why wouldn't you you know well we talked about this just last night so last night was new year's eve and we were talking about 2021 and i was lamenting that i thought 2021 was a bit of a blah year that you know the pandemic had started in 2020 and a lot of things had started and then they just sort of continued on throughout 2021 and that there weren't really any yeah. you know, high points. But then you reminded me, well, there, you know, there were, there were some vacations that we took. We had an amazing right. trip to Grand Manan and, uh, you know, taking that time to reflect on the positive memories of the year, it really did make me appreciate 2021 a little bit more and also made me think about, Hey, what do we want to do this year so that we can have yeah. those same types of experiences and, and build upon them? Well, if you really want to relive those kinds of experience, you should pick up my book, The Zen of Jeff. 
because uh, all the answers are in there about how to do that. No, it's a, it, it makes so much sense. Is it really a book or is it a pamphlet? It's a... It's not is even it just a, a sentence? It's just a meme. <laughs> it's just a meme. It's not even a pamphlet. <laughs> here's, a, here's a little admission. I called memes mems for the longest time. Really? I did. Well, because in French, I just, you, you know, didn't... the word mem. I would have called you out on that. You've never called them mems to me. Well, it was a long time ago, and maybe I only called them that in my head. As oh. you know, when you're reading something in your oh, mind, yeah. and you're... you, you kind of say it to yourself internally, and then someone says it out loud. Channeling now, your intra mem. Yes. I get you. <laughs> no, people, no, people, people know. People know. But now uh, I know it's meme. That's so So funny. yeah, that idea of past year in review versus if New Year's resolutions aren't your thing, maybe that would be. Yeah. Another tip I have is just around shifting expectations. And, you know, we are bombarded by negativity in terms of our headlines and, you know, with the oh, news, yeah. with uh, COVID, with just tragedies going on around the world, but we can start to sort of change our way of thinking. And neuroscientist Tally Sherritt talks about the idea of creating sort of an optimism bias. And what that is, is just it changes subjective reality. So she talks about the fact that, you know, if you get up and you say, I'm going to have a good day. Yeah then chances are you're going to go through the day with that perspective and your day will be better. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what we expect the world to be changes the way we see it. And that in of itself can create more happiness and optimism as we go through our life. To me, that makes per- that makes like very logical sense. Like, you know, it makes... If you want to will something to be then having a positive attitude about that will is going to, you know, be a direct result in bringing it around. Well, and she and she further explains that, you know, if you do start to focus on something negative, begin by recognizing it. Right. And congratulate yourself on recognizing that your mindset at that moment is negative. And then take the next step to look for some positive things. And they can be the smallest things. They can be that morning cup of coffee. The that smile can be, you got. The smiling, yeah, that's right. The smile you got from some stranger. Yeah, I mean. Not a creepy stranger because that wouldn't be something that was positive. No creepy strangers in the trifecta. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you basically train your brain to zoom in on those positive events. And I was thinking about this today because we had gone out for a walk as a family. We just were getting a little bit of cabin fever, just, you know, trying to It was New stay. Year's Day. Yeah, it was New Year's Day. Super mild here in beautiful St. John, New Brunswick. And we went to our local Rockwood Park, which is uh, just a beautiful municipal park. And it Designed was Designed by the same man that did uh, Central Park. That's right. Just to let you know. Yeah, that's right. Landscape architect did Central Park as well and did our Rockwood Park here in St. John, New Brunswick. And we went there... And it was, it was so busy. It was like human soup. It was. You know, we even had a hard time finding a parking spot. And when we did find a parking spot, I was hesitant to get out of the car because the people in the car beside us were trying to get out at the same time. And there was a lot of people. It was like human soup. It was. Yeah. You really like that soup reference. It really was. I know. <laughs> soup and uh, salad. You're all about and, the soup and salad. I'm all about the soup and salad. This is a soup and salad uh, episode. <laughs> Long story short, we... Uh, I basically said, we're not getting out of the car. <laughs> we're going somewhere else. So we kind of have our, our own uh, our own place that we go in the city to go for walks when we want to walk. Sometimes we live in our own Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Sometimes. I know. We got all completely parked. And then I, I was, you know, 
basically threatened our son within an inch of his life. I'm like, don't open the door while the people beside us are still close to the car. And then I I'm just like, we just we just had to go elsewhere because even though we were outside, it was just too close. Yeah. People were too close. And I didn't want to go for a relaxing nature walk trying to distance from everybody every few steps. Right. So we went to our... We have our own little secret squirrel spot that yeah. I'm not going to disclose. Jeff just gave me the death stare. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just a place that we could go and walk outside. And so we, by the time we got there, it started to sprinkle. Yeah. And by that, me, I mean it started to rain. It really was never really raining, though. Well, it was, it was it was a little bit, and I didn't know. I, in my mind, I'm like, is it going to pour? Are we going to be really far away from the car and yeah. shelter, and it's going to be pouring rain? But you said, you know what? We're not sugar. We won't melt. Let's just let's just keep walking. And we did, and it was awesome. See, there's that is another chapter in the book of Jeff, or the Zen of Jeff, rather, <laughs> the, the of book Jeff. of Jeff. Well, you got <laughs> sounds, a whole book now. It sounds like I'm a Mormon or something. Yeah. <laughs> the lesser known book. <laughs> the lesser known book of Jeff. But, you know, you were right. It was to sort of focus on the fact that we were outside. I was, you know, I was taking a, a moment of negativity and focusing on the rain, but you were focusing on just being outdoors. And it was, uh, you know, it made all the difference. I'm glad you picked up on that. That was one of my better, brighter moments of the day. Yes. We had lots of bright moments of the day. <laughs> Thank you very much. That brings me to the definition for this episode, which is, I love this word, persnickety persnickety i i may have heard that word before you told it to me earlier when we were rehearsing for the show yes. <laughs> like we rehearse but anyway you know what i'm saying <laughs> our rehearsing is jeff do you know what persnickety means no okay maybe other people don't either so i'll use that as my definition for this episode that's exactly how it went and um, i even forget what it means you told me like not even 20 minutes ago what it meant and i forget again well i think a lot of the words i choose to cover as definitions on our podcast are words that I have heard but maybe don't realize exact definition you can say sometimes you can decipher it based on context but not always I mean I know what a snickerdoodle is mm-hmm. and they're delicious snickerdoodle and pumpernickel <laughs> you know there's all kinds of like words that are close but what does it mean again so persnickety <laughs> is well you don't even have to say again because I never even got to the definition yet yeah but you did earlier and then I forgot <laughs> oh you mean before we recorded <laughs> So it's an adjective, and it means placing too much emphasis on trivial or minor details. That's it. Being fussy. So for me, my minor detail today was putting too much emphasis on the rain. Ah. But an example of that in a sentence would be, she's very persnickety about her food. Mm -hmm. Yes, our son is very persnickety about his food, but I think most kids are. My thought, though, when it started raining, wasn't like, we should get in the car because we're going to get wet. It was like, who cares if we get wet? What's the big deal? How often do we, does anybody really walk in the rain? Let's do it. You know? (laughs) This reminds me of an episode of uh, The Golden Girls where Rose talks about uh, St. Olaf. And she talks about the fact that there was a time, a day, it started raining and somebody said, let's go out of the rain. Like, let's, they went into a building and she said, and from that day forward, people, you know, were coming in out of the rain. It was... (laughs) Speaking of Golden Girls, rest uh, in peace. Uh, Great Soul was uh, left the world yesterday, and that was Betty White. Betty White. She left a blazing trail behind her because she led one crazy, fulfilling life. She's sixteen days short of one hundred. Oh, that's crazy. Is that what it was? Sixteen yes. days. Yeah. All right. So, one more thing I want to talk about persnickety is Jeff. I'm just going to talk about the fact that. 
You have an obsession with empty coffee cups on shows. Oh, yeah. Whenever we watch any show (laughs) or movie where people have these, you know, paper coffee cups, Jeff always has to say, look at them. They're empty. These detectives show up to, like, interview somebody and they're like, where were you on the night? And they're holding their coffee cup and it literally literally looks like it's just going to float away on them there's no obviously no liquid there's no water there's no certainly no coffee they wouldn't it's just drives me crazy and i don't know why and you have to mention it every single time and then the whole scene that we're watching becomes us focused on these coffee cups and whether or not they actually have liquid in them but you have to admit though ever since i said that you watch shows and you look for the coffee cups I that do. are empty, don't you? Even I saw one show with pizza boxes and I'm like, there's no pizzas in that. <laughs> look at how they're holding them. See, that's very Seinfeld-esque, I find. <laughs> it's very persnickety. Very persnickety. So another way when we're talking about hope and happiness is listen to other people's stories. So sometimes when you're feeling down, it can help to get out of your own head. So yeah. maybe make it a point to ask people in your circle, friends, family members, or maybe even a stranger, <laughs> um, just to tell you a story about something meaningful <laughs> Not in their life. a creepy life. stranger, though. And, and the important part is to listen deeply and, you know, and with intention and, and sort of take that in. and Active listening. Active listening. Yes. And give you some perspective. And this makes me think of a story, a negative story of my own that I will share with you. So perhaps if you're having a bad day, you can reflect on this story of mine. And hopefully it'll make your day seem a little brighter. I have no idea what story you're about to tell. I know you don't. I'm I'm excited for it, though. This story begins with when I used to live on the Kingston Peninsula, and I would have to take a ferry to work every day. And it was a long ferry ride. It was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I can't remember exactly, but it was, you know, a lengthy ride. Yeah. So I was leaving from the house in the morning and, you know, racing to make it to the ferry as I would do most mornings in my 20s without planning ahead uh, enough time, but made it onto the ferry. And as I was sort of pulling on and the car was turned off, I started to smell something. And then I realized I had stepped in dog poop in my yard before I got into my car. And then I was on my way to work. I'm sitting in my car with dog poop on my shoes and I had not really easily cleanable, if that's a word. Yeah, cleanable, not just washable, use probably like a... washable uh, floor mats. They were carpeted floor mats. Yeah, I don't like where the story's going. It was pretty bad. Okay, then what happened? Is this the end do of your story? You, I don't know. Do you want me to divulge what my solution was? Because I think it's... I know what your solution was. Okay, you want to take a guess? I do want to take a guess. Do it. You probably did what like a large percentage of any normal person would do. Is you went outside and you looked around, you found a twig or a stick, and you cleaned out your boots or your shoes really well and probably washed them down with some water and then got them cleaned up. So, okay, you're partly right. And so I had shoes on that I knew I had to work the whole day in. Now, were they, so. did they have treads? Was the poop able to go... In between the They weren't too stuff. tread-like, which was okay. good, which right. was good. So I did stop off on the side of the road and got my mat, and I basically just had to roll it up and put it in the trunk. Luckily, I didn't have a hatchback, so I could kind of contain the smell. Good, And I good. thought, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. It's not an immediate thing. Wiped off my shoe on the grass, but when I got back in the car, I realized, you know, this isn't going to do the trick. So then I had to, and I didn't have running water because I was just on the side of the road. So I had to pull over to a gas station and go into the washroom and wash my shoe in their sink. The tr- <laughs> wow. I know, it's horrible. It was an absolutely horrible thing to do. That would have been funny to walk into the bathroom at that moment. I mean, People would be like, 
What's that smell? Oh, oh, people wash their hands there. Well, I was luckily it was a single person bathroom. It wasn't yeah. a stalled bathroom, so nobody could see what I was doing. But okay, that's good. I'm sure that it left a. I'm yeah. sure you scoped it all out and made sure that you wouldn't get found out. I was out. trying to be pretty incognito so about a, the whole thing. This is a pretty bad job then. You know what you should have did? You should have called the wolf. Do you remember who the wolf was? Yes, I do. The cleanup guy <laughs> yeah, on uh, Pulp Fiction? Yeah. yeah Pulp. Or Reservoir Dogs. I can't remember which one. I can't remember yeah. either. But yeah, he could have he could have taken care of my poop shoe. Yeah. But you know what? I did a great job. I cleaned the sink to make sure it wasn't too nasty for the next person. Too and I nasty? Got through it. Or like you didn't leave it slightly nasty, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, you know good. me. I didn't think you would do that. But no, there's <laughs> so always... if you're having a bad day, think about me being stuck on a ferry with a dog poop shoe and trying to figure out the solution before I had to get to work. No and twigs. I... No twigs were involved in this? Yeah, there wasn't the tread. The tread factor wasn't there to warrant twigs. Okay. But I, I agree. That, twigs are a great solution when you got heavy treads going yeah. on. Uh, so some psychologists talk about a systematic approach for generating hope. What that involves is just focusing on, or this is just a sort of one technique that they do, is to have people focus on specific future goals. Okay. You know, to look out into the future rather than focusing on maybe some negatives in their present. And then create different pathways or methods of reaching that goal. Okay. That can just help refocus the mind and make people yeah, rewires... hopeful towards something in, in the future. It goes back to what we were discussing before about how you can will positive things. If you will positive things, positive results more than likely will happen. Yes. You know? You're right. It makes sense. The whole self-fulfilling prophecy, it's a thing. Trifecta. It's the trifecta, honey. It's what you we like call the word it. trifecta. What if it was only like two things or four Trio. things? Duo. Duo? Trio? Quartet. It's <laughs> a quartet. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is just to remember the essential goodness of humanity. And I think we often hear people quote about Mr. Rogers saying when, you know, when tragedy is happening, look for the people doing good. And I had come across a mention by a photographer, Mary Latham, and she talks about the terrible shooting at Sandy Hook in Connecticut. You remember that school shooting was so absolutely horrible and how she couldn't take her eyes off the news. But she said a coworker came by her desk and told her that he had just been at a local coffee store and a stranger bought a hundred dollar gift certificate and just to lift everybody's spirits because everybody was sort of talking in the line about what was going on. He told the uh, barista to just pay for the customers in line with the gift card. And the photographer told her mother about what had happened their mother was battling a second round of cancer and her mother said to her there's always going to be these horrible tragedies that happen in our lives these terrible things but there's always going to be more good out there and you just have to look for it and so that actually inspired Mary Latham to start traveling across the U.S. and she collected stories of human kindness to compile them into a book that she plans to put into hospital waiting rooms. Oh, that's for a great to idea. On. Look, it, it's one good thing after another. It's like a, it's like a good news or a good vibe tsunami. It's great. You know what's not a good vibe tsunami? No. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, you're not a fan of that show. <laughs> I know that some of our listeners are probably big fans, and I tried. I don't. I don't know why I just started hearing about it all over the place because I think there's four seasons that have run, but just. Yeah. Like, let's give it a go. Well, but my, my, a good friend of mine really hyped it up, and I was, all right, we'll try it. You and know? I'm not saying it's not great, but when the opening scene, and this is not a spoiler alert because it literally happens in the first two minutes where a horse gets shot in the head. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need that kind of negative, negative imagery in my head 
going forward. You know, I don't need that type of... Well, it wasn't, to be fair, it wasn't a horse that just like stole a cigarette or something. It was, it needed to be no, done. No, the horse had been like pretty much destroyed in a vehicle accident. Let's not, well, you know what? If you haven't seen the first episode yet, we're not really, we're not really spoiling anything. Well, anymore. no, this happens in the first two minutes. In the fir- now that's a spoiler. But there's a lot of horrific scenes that I'm like, okay, I'll well, give it not, a try. And I I'll have give to it a couple admit, episodes. Though, there were a lot of bad scenes. I was I, like, I don't want this. This is what's going to give me nightmares. I have to admit, though, that's not why you didn't like the show, though. It's not. It's not the gratuitous violence or. That was a big part of it. And really, it, and it had a bit of a dynasty feel. That was it. That was just. That's what I was going to bring up. Had, you, you were, I think you said it was like a cowboy dynasty or something like that, and that's pretty much what it was, right? You know. Anyway. It was a bit, but you know, I could see how it would be entertaining for people who I don't like horror movies either for the exact same reason. I don't want to see those gruesome images. It's one of those shows, very much like Sons of Anarchy, where. I hated it pretty much the whole time, but it was just like, uh, let's just see what happens. Let's just let's see, see what, what happens. happens for hours. And Yellowstone, Yellowstone is like that. I could spend a couple more weeks watching it just to see what happens. I'm just going to dedicate like a full week of my life to watching the show That's out right. of curiosity. Anyway, uh, so another way that you can, you know, change things, change mindset, is just to recognize that you have the ability to change your own life at any point. You do. I think sometimes we lose that perspective. You know, we dwell on being in a a negative situation. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's our job. Maybe it's a a toxic friendship. But we have our ability to, you know, to control that, to walk away. You can can literally control your own destiny. Yes, you can. So just a reminder that, you know, sometimes that change can be really challenging at first, but it will pay off in the long run. Yeah. And I've done that. I've made a few, you know turns in in my life and i think most people have and hopefully they for you were for the better and just remember you can keep those going if you're not happy with where you're at make a change and move in a better direction speaking of making a change i wanted to i wanted to do the the tip uh, the random tip that's supposed t- to come at the end you're oh, just it's gonna very, jam it are, in the middle oh aren't we at the end pretty no, close no we're oh. not but you can go ahead no no you know what i can i can swing back to this anyway no so. you you seem to be pretty Let's well, I go. mean, let's we, go with that. Random. We've been talking about like, you know, fulfilling your life with positivity and then positive things will happen. Right. Yes. And unbeknownst to me, like we didn't discuss this, you and I before this. And I picked a quote that directly correlates with that. It's try going 24 hours without complaining, not even once and watch how your life starts changing. You know, you're right to go. I've heard of that challenge before to stop complaining, even not just externally, you know, vocalizing your displeasure with things, but even that internal dialogue that you have going on where you're complaining about things taking place in your life, just try to shut it off. And it can be hard, but the more you do it, the more you train your your mind to not go there in the first place. I don't think I've ever done that. And I think I might try it. I've heard of people putting an elastic band around their wrist and every time they complain, they snap themselves with it. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were gonna say like every time they complain, they keep putting a, an elastic band on it until it gets really, really, really tight, and then their fingers explode. <laughs> their whole hand just falls off. <laughs> Do you ever see that the watermelon? Like the those people. That's like one of those like with TikTok, whatever challenges or whatever, where people will take a watermelon yeah. and they'll take like an elastic and put it around the middle. Another one, another one, another one, and another one, and they they do it until the watermelon explodes. Does it really? Oh yeah, it blows right up. From the pressure. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like one of those Mentos Coca-Cola scenarios. It's no, like a... but similar. 
because there's a there's a direct result for you know what I mean well there there's a reason <laughs> to go on TikTok um, return to your home base author Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat Pray Love which is a book I I enjoyed and uh, the movie not as much but the book was great and she talks about just you know, when you feel like life is out of control and you just need some stability, return to the things that give you that sense of control and stability. Or, you know, maybe it's your family, maybe it's returning to a hobby and or just getting into, you know, your regular self-care routine. Yeah, that can help you get through some of the challenging times that may be going on around you. Self-care is important. It is. Last thing I'm going to talk about is death. Oh, well, yeah. that's a fitting way to end the show. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a, you know, a morbid thing. This little tidbit comes from an artist, Candy Chang. She animates public spaces. That's one of her things. She does sort of installations that people can go and visit. So what happened with her is that somebody close to her passed away and she was inspired to transform an abandoned home in her city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I just said it. You I did. said New Orleans like yeah. a tourist. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. We are tourists. We don't I know. Live in we New are Orleans. tourists, but so. New Orleans. New Orleans. There you go. New Orleans. <laughs> in her city of New Orleans. So she took an abandoned home in, a, in her city of New Orleans and she created a giant chalkboard with a single fill in the blank sentence. And that sentence was, Before I die, I want to blank. Oh, yeah. And then what she did is she invited people to come in and complete the sentence. And so that was sort of filled, that filled the walls. a widespread thing. Like, she did. She has multiple installations in yeah. various cities of the exact same thing. The wall changed this neglected space into something that connected the neighbors and highlighted just all of the people who yeah. visited their it, hopes and dreams. And it created a universal dialogue. So Chang says that in our age of increasing distractions, it's more important than ever to find ways to maintain perspective and remember that life is brief and tender. And so in this way, preparing for death and thinking about all the things you can achieve right now can be one of the most uplifting things that you can do. Right on. I love that. I love that. You know what? I have to admit, I love the positivity of this show. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's that's why it was all about change, hope, and happiness that's for great. 2022. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till next time. time.